Hey, this is Bruce Boudreaux, and you're listening to Empty Betters with Nick Mack and Harrison. But listen, what about um, something like, uh, hey, listen, we're the Empty Betters, and you want to lose your money, you bet on us. Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to episode 136 of Empty Betters. I'm your host, Harrison Scholes. I'm going to toss it across the screen to my co-host, Nick Manella. What is going on, my friend? Not a whole lot, dude. Just enjoying this beautiful weather we have here now. I feel bad for our friends down in uh, Florida. Hopefully everyone down there is going to be okay as uh, Hurricane Ian, no jokes being made, will make its way towards Tampa. Um, yeah, yep. Yeah, I know that there's been some talk about the Bucks game this Sunday. They're supposed to play the Chiefs. Don't know if that's going to keep going. I heard it got uh, moved. Did it really? Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. And then you, obviously you got some preseason games with the Bolts down there. Not sure what the Rays situation is. Hopefully they lose. Um, but yeah, moving on. Uh, going to toss across the screen to my other co-host up in Milwaukee, Mac Vogel. What is going on, my friend? How are we doing? I just want to say beautiful weather out there. I don't know what you guys are dealing with, but like last Wednesday, like almost exactly a week ago now, it was like a beautiful 78, 79 degree, warm, sunny day here in Milwaukee. I walk outside the very next day and I'm just like, oh, it's fall. Like literally (laughs) it was like, I walk outside in the morning at like 11 AM and it's like 52 degrees very breezy and windy and the the sky just is like one gray color full just cloud overcast and it's been like that since thursday and it kind of sucks yeah i it's was the gonna point, say like now here sounds... where we're getting like all four seasons in a day it's like morning it's winter like late morning is like spring afternoon no. is definitely summer and then the evening is just <laughs> fall yeah, it's uh, I I yearn for that. I'm excited for the uh, upcoming Baltimore trip because I'm I'm guessing it'll be at least a little warmer there than it will be here in early October. Yeah, I feel like with Maryland, you don't really hit full blown fall until like mid October. I mean, we it's what is it seventy one here now? I mean, you can still go out in short sleeves and stuff, but I would definitely say the first half of September in Maryland I count as a summer month. Oh, yeah. I, I just get mad here because everyone's like, oh, but I'm ready for the fall. It's so fun. And I'm like, dude, what's fun about it? Because it's cold, but not cold enough that I can like go play like outdoor hockey yet, you know? So it's just like yeah, cold and annoying, but like not cold enough to like get any of the fun benefits of the cold, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that may- no, I get that. I will say the one thing I love about summer um for all you office monkeys out there because i know i'm definitely one of them not having to think about what temperature you need to dress for is great point amazing i mean i'm blessed i don't do the whole suit and tie thing i would die for those of you who do it you're stronger than i it's a polo from like may to september maybe october i hate having to think about it after that i can't stand it that is nice. No, it's just I'd I don't mind the, like a nice little like quarter zip sweater game going on towards the fall, true. though. 
I'm cool with that. It just this time of year, it's like 55 in the morning. It's brisk. You're like, oh, and then you get out at five and it's like 72. Um, and it's, it's like, I I don't know. It, there's the, just something about it. The worst part of it for me, like for the fall, is just the the getting dark at like 637. And then even earlier than that, as, as you go later along. And I feel like that's the main reason why people refer to this time of year as like the depression season. Cause it just as yeah. soon as like it sucks too. A lot of days I work till like, 6 30 and you get out and it's already freaking pitch black outside depressing yeah. no for sure i think that's a pretty common thing but um that's why before... sports are on tv yeah anyway yes. let's talk about sports and uh enough of the empty betters weather report as uh as we so often bless <laughs> our fans with three aspiring meteorologists here but uh yeah um we're gonna do the pacific division preview today um we recorded this you're you're i guess we're listening to our past selves when you hear this we recorded <clears throat> the actual division preview a couple days ago uh doing this on uh september 27th for those listening so um if there's some stuff that happens in the next 24 hours apologies but uh before we get started just a reminder that this episode is brought to you by brackish life let's take a minute to talk about brackish life if you're like us and grew up on the water and outdoors then brackish life is perfect for you they have a wide selection of gear from UV shirts to hoodies and hats. It's Real Bay Apparel made by Real Bay people. Head to www.brackish.life today to check them out. A little salty, a little fresh, brackish life. Uh, four quick tidbits of NHL news before we actually get to the division previews that we recorded a few days ago. Uh, Brock Besser, he will be out three to four weeks for the Canucks. That sucks for them. Uh, John Tavares, this just came over. Uh, he will miss three weeks with an oblique strain, so will most likely be missing opening night. And I already bet the over, so that's great. That's why you wait till the day of to make your bets, ladies and gents. Uh, and then the Florida Panthers, uh, they extended Spencer Knight on a three-year deal worth $4.5 million AAV. And speaking of contracts, saw this stat on Puck Empire today and figured it was a fun one to share. This is your reminder after you just listened to our Central Division previews and Max shit all over the Dallas Stars, that Tyler Sagan will be the highest paid player in the NHL this season, making $13 million. All of that to play 40 games. Yeah, and probably have a hip injury. Yeah, 40, uh, 40 is a little generous. Yeah, it is. You're not wrong. <laughs> But um, we're going to get into the meat and potatoes of the episode. So I'm going to toss it off to Mac uh, for the ad read, and then we'll get into it. Yeah, just a little reminder to you all that this season and uh, last season as well, all of our picks are powered by SharpRank. If you're not with it already, don't know what you're waiting for, go to the App Store, download SharpRank. Um, especially if you're more of like one of the casual hockey fans, maybe you're more into football or uh, baseball or something like that. We, we, uh, I don't know about these guys as much. I know Harry might dabble with it, but I'm picking, I'm picking college football games. I'm picking MLB, NFL, all that stuff. So follow all three of us on sharp rank, uh, and you get a little bonus of some of the other sports that we like to follow too. Yeah, you can see, I think it's great. Cause you can see what works for you. What, you know, you can look at your past records and see what patterns you have. Like I still haven't lost with the jackets yet. I know that's spillover from last season and I can't wait to ruin it, but um, <laughs> like, that's something that I actively look for now. It's super fun. Just keeping track of your own picks and uh, you know, gives you a little extra incentive to watch. I, I love it on Saturdays for college football, just like pick three or four 
teams that I think are probably going to win. And then, uh, you know, you're watching the game and you're like, okay, I hope this team wins because I don't want to look like an idiot. I've been doing my uh, Sunday NFL action. I think I'm four and three so far. So not great, not horrible. Uh, you take it. I will say, if you're listening to this, you can have my Sunday bet in your memory bank already because this drops on Thursday. This Sunday, my lock of the Sunday, I am going to take J.K. Dobbins of the Baltimore Ravens to score anytime touchdown. I do not have the odds. Um, probably plus 120 to 50 in that range if I was a betting man. Uh, that's my lock of the week for Sunday. And I will be putting up my other NFL picks. Later. Are you going? I will be there, yes. I'll see you there. Sounds nice. good. All right. Well, we're going to get into the Pacific Division preview, so let's play that now. All righty. And now we are going to dive into the Pacific Division. We'll start off with the odds. So coming in at first with most likely to win the division, we have the Edmonton Oilers at plus 240. We have the Calgary Flames very close behind at plus 250. The LA Kings at plus 375. The Vegas Golden Knights at plus 385. I knew that was coming. The Vancouver Canucks at plus 1,000. The Seattle Kraken at plus 3,300. The San Jose Sharks at plus 5,000. And the Anaheim Ducks at plus 5,000. All right, boys, let's dive into the Edmonton Oilers. And then we'll give our thoughts about the division as a whole afterwards. Yes. First thing, most important. Their reverse retro jersey was allegedly leaked earlier today, this week, whatever you want to call it. I want to hear your guys' thoughts on it. So if memory serves, I know the old, I know the jersey that that was like in 2006, seven, like when Ryan Smith was wearing the alternates, but it right. has orange in it now. Did it always or no? No, it was always navy and white. Yeah, okay. it had like the white droplet, like white and blue droplet. But I kind of like the addition of the orange, like a little bit of a new flair. Mac, I like fam- it. I kind of like it. Mac, you're famous for saying this, and I don't say it a lot, but I'll say it this time. I got to see the full kit. I got to see the gloves. Yeah, I got to see fair. the helmet. Well, I learned that the hard way. I feel like with the reverse retros last time around, it was like, oh, this is so cool. And then you see it out there and you're like, they look stupid or like mm-hmm. v- vice versa. You're like, eh, this is nothing. And then it actually looks kind of clean out there on the ice with the full kit. So, no, it totally matters. Like, what are the socks? What are the gloves, helmet, pants, all that? Actually, to keep it consistent, I'd take it back before we dive into the Oilers. Just looking at, you know, the odds that I just read off. What do you see as what you think will happen, good value pick, et cetera? I think the Kings at plus 375 is a great value pick. I think that's a team that a lot of people are anticipating to have a big year this year. I don't really know what their ceiling is going to be yet, but um for i mean bang for your buck it would be hard for me to pick against that team i certainly wouldn't pick the canucks or the kraken i totally agree with everything nick just said the only thing i want to add to it is that for plus five thousand, it's kind of insane not to put like 10 bucks on the ducks the so people forget the ducks were hot last year remember that streak where you and me were hitting ducks money lines all the time like they almost made it to me, this division is wide open. Like, it, it's nobody's, like, there's no clear-cut favorite. It's not like, oh, whoever can beat out this team or, like, this is the team, it's theirs to lose. Like, I don't, I don't think any of that is going on in my head for this division. I think it's anybody's fucking division. And whoever, like, just gets out to a nice hot start, if they can stay there or if somebody can get hot at the end, this is anybody's division. 
I agree. I think basically the way you would break it down is you got the the A squads in the Oilers and the Flames. You got the B squads in the Kings, the Knights, and maybe you could throw the Canucks in there. And then it's kind of everybody else, right? Like the Kraken, the Sharks, the Ducks. But none of those teams, I would say, are like awful. It's like, like you they, know those bets that give you like rest of field. It's yeah. like that would be like I would say the Canucks yeah. on downward. Yes. Yes, I I do agree with you, Nick, that the Kings, they're kind of like what we talked about with the Predators in the Central, made some nice moves in the offseason. People are expecting some a nice big step. And that could be very tempting on paper and they could completely flounder, but like for bang for your buck at the beginning of the season, plus 375, I mean, why not? Well, I'm excited to talk, like we're, we're going to get into it, but I'm excited to talk about a team like the Flames because it's like, yeah. Initially, you saw what they lost, and you're like, "Oh, they're gonna blow it up, rebuild mode, or whatever." And then you're like, "Hang on, they yeah. might be even better without like the, it." There's been a lot of shake 'em up shit going on here, and I'm excited to uh, to see how it all hashes out. So let's start out with the Edmonton McDavid's. So who did they add? We got <laughs> Jack Campbell. That's gonna be a fun one. And Matthias Yanmark. Who did they lose? They lost Josh Archibald. Miko Koskinen, Mike Smith, Duncan Keith, Zach Cassian, Derek Broussard, and Colton Sevier. Uh, I think we all know the golden ticket question that's been asked for the, from the Oilers for the last several years, and it's going to be the same storyline this year. How's the goaltending going to work? And I can't wait to hear the answer to this. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you're looking <laughs> at it now, and it's Campbell and then Stuart Skinner, who's been one of the most highly touted goalie prospects for, I would say, probably a while. Um, I would put him in that same category as like Carter Hart, Spencer Knight. He was kind of like hanging right around with those guys when they got drafted. I have no idea what's going to happen with Jack Campbell. I just have a feeling that he's either going to do really, really well or get eaten alive. <laughs> And I don't really think there's going to be an in-between. Mac. I totally agree. I also think that when when it comes to the defense on this team, I look at it initially and I'm kind of like, uh, I don't know. But you take a closer look, there's, there's a lot of upside, in my opinion. I think a guy like Evan Bouchard could have a huge season this year. He's due for one, yeah. He's going to be on the top power play unit all no season No one talks long. about that shot, too. I'm sorry. He's it's one of the probably, best in the league. I, and I think, hey, again, I said this last episode, but if you're listening for fantasy hockey purposes, which, by the way, I'm your guy this year, I want to talk more about like who you should be picking up and dropping and all that good stuff in fantasy this year. Evan Bouchard is a great, great, yes. great sleeper pick to draft in fantasy hockey this year. You want this guy on your team. He's going to be playing top power play minutes all season long with McDavid and Dreisaitl, and it, he's going to have a lot of power play points, and that is the money. That's how you cash in in fantasy hockey if you're new to this. Yeah, and I would be interested to see what Broberg does because that guy was really, really high up um, on people's list too. Uh, so it's just a question of what is he going to bring to the table this season? I mean, the Oilers had a great year last year. They lost in the conference finals to the Avalanche, who eventually won the cup, as we all know. I think that we know what we're going to get offensively. Um, defensively, I think Max correct. I think that there's some upside. It Again, I'm going to sound like a broken record. It really comes down to Jack Campbell. And if you made me make a decision, no wishy-wash answer, like, is he going to do well or is he going to do bad? I actually believe in my heart of hearts that Jack Campbell will have a good season. Will he have a Vesna season? No. 
but will he be good enough for them to, you know, be first or second in the division, make the playoffs, and then you just kind of roll the dice and see what they can do? Yes, I believe that. I, don't I think, think he's going to fold. If he gets hot and this team is playing hot, look out because yeah. that's a recipe for disaster for everyone else. And I also I love the Yanmark signing. I wanted the Caps to get him. Um, I like that on their fourth line. I have a feeling he might end up on the third, but uh, yeah, I, it, it is a coin flip with with uh, Campbell. But I I do think that a lot of teams are are electing to flip that coin this year too. Like there's a lot of teams we've already talked about uh, from last episode with like question marks and goal, and so they're not alone in that. And I think they might have like a little bit more of like a fifty five forty five percent chance of like actually coming out on the right side of that coin flip if that makes sense i have to ask you guys i mean what we saw from evander kane last year was just historically good in terms of his production especially in the playoffs do you think he's gonna put up you know 40 goals this season i don't know about 40 um i know that he reached a settlement with san jose right so there's nothing hanging over his head in terms of that now so uh i would expect him to pick up right where he left off i mean if he's going to be on that first line with hyman and mcdavid i mean that's nothing to sneeze at whatsoever i mean all of those guys can score well above 30 goals if they need to yeah i'm gonna keep it real i don't think that there's anything fluky about what he did last year he's a good player unfortunately um and you know it I I fully expect him to be a very good player in the NHL again this year. I'm I'm thinking 35 to 40 in that range, although I think 35 is a good number with McDavid. Yeah, I'm thinking 30. We will see. I think we all expect the Oilers to be right there at the end of the season um, to be in contention, winning that division. Do they win the division though? We'll save that for the end. Let's save it for the end. Um, next up, we've got the team that they beat in the second round that had like the bachelorette type drama in the offseason and then somehow made their team arguably better. Don't even know how that works. Um, we've got the Calgary Flames. So the Calgary Flames over the offseason, again, let me uh take a deep breath here. They lost or they lost Johnny Gaudreau, Matthew Kachuk, Callie Yarncrook, and Erica Branson. Everybody thought the sky was falling with this team. And then, you know, you find out that when they traded Gaudreau, you're like, what, how, or I'm sorry, they traded Kachuk and you're like, what, how? They get back Jonathan Huberto, the leading assist person, player in the NHL last season, and Mackenzie Weaker. And oh, by the way, they got the biggest free agent, Nazem Kadri. Completely redid their team. And some would say they're a better team than they were last year. Well, they've still got some of the best players from last year. Andrew Mangiapane, Dylan Dubé, you know, Michael Backlund is always Mr. Consistent. Solid third line center right there. Coleman was solid. Elias Lindholm. Yeah. Tyler Toffoli, if he wants to return. I mean, last year he wasn't as good, but the year before that he was freaking phenomenal. So he's got a chance to return to true form. And then you got their defense. I mean, Wegar, Rasmus Anderson, Noah Hannafin, Chris Tanev, Zadorov, and Oliver Shillington. That guy, I'll tell you what, he, I think, is slept on. He might be another sleeper fantasy pick. I'm not sure he'll log enough minutes, but he's somebody, like, I'm not sure you should draft him, but he's somebody you should definitely keep your eye on. Um, if you're in a bigger league, maybe late rounds. Otherwise, just keep your eye on him for a waivers pickup. Or pickup for the week. I also, I do like this goalie tandem between Marky and Darth, so... Um, that's a great one-two punch. I mean, that's everything you really need. 
uh, in my opinion. I do have some questions about Uyghur, um, just based on what we mm-hmm. saw uh, when he was in Florida. Uh, yeah. But I think him playing with Rasmus Anderson could be good. I also do want to say that, yes, this team lost uh, Kachuk and Gaudreau, but they are still a very fun hockey team. I love the yeah. Huberdo move, and I, I've said this before. I'll say it again. I think it's going to pay off more for the Flames than it will for the Panthers. Well, it's funny because I, I was so big on this team last year. It was mostly because, I like I said, I was like certified fun hockey team. Johnny Gaudreau, super fun. Matt Kachuk, super fun. And I might even like them more now, you guys. Mm-hmm. Like, like they're such a fun hockey team. And they also, undoubtedly, the ketchup and mustard is such a good look. I don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah. These jerseys you know, are so sick. You know who's going to look great wearing it when he gets signed after his PTO is Cody Eakin. Because he, he should totally be allowed to be go. He should be allowed to go no bucket because he's basically the logo. So <laughs> he, he, he basically <laughs> is the logo. That's fucking hilarious. He's going to be on this team for sure. That's what um, the C stands for is Cody. Oh, I didn't know that. Thank you for uh, fact checking that. I think it's worth noting. I mean, I don't know um, all y'all who listen to hockey podcast, but when Gaudreau went on the Chicklets podcast, you know, he talked about how detrimental it was that Chris Tanev got hurt in that Oilers series um, and how big of a piece of the puzzle he is on that back end. I like the flames this year, man. I, I said all last year, you guys were Flames. I was Oilers. I was like, the Oilers are better. They ended up winning in the series, even though I picked the Flames because I went against my gut. Why? I don't know. <laughs> I think the Flames this year, I think they can beat the Oilers in seven games. And that's the question I want to pose to you guys because I don't see a world where these two teams don't meet in the playoffs again. I think they're going to be the I don't want to live in a world where they don't meet in the playoffs again. They're both going to be the one and two seeds. They'll get past the first round. We get a battle of Alberta in the second. I think the Flames can do it this year. I really I do. Wholeheartedly agree. I would pick them in a seven game series straight Me up too. right now. Goaltending. Also, Huberto is such forward a depth gamer. Yeah. Yeah, I think as good as Johnny was, I, I mean, him and Huberto were basically neck and neck in terms of production. There's something about Hubie and just you know the way he size. Kind of, size he gets fired up the, the way that you know his teammates love him he's I just mean, I as quick yeah i just feel like they can maybe hang with mcdavid and dry because that's really i mean when we say flames versus oilers can they stop those two guys that's really the question right i think they can especially with Kadri down the middle one of the best two-way centers in the game you know mcdavid's gonna have mcdavid versus Kadri is gonna be amazing and even if they go top line against top line you can have Lindholm and Toffoli just shut him down in the corner and then Huberto can pick up the puck and just go the other way himself yeah I mean I think it's when you say just shut him down I mean it's a little I know, I know. But like two <laughs> on one in the corner I'd yeah take, I'd take those two yeah I Mac what do you think in terms of a seven game series I I think Flames are taking it I mean I took them last year and I was wrong but I I this team is uh no pun intended. They're too hot. Like they've just got firepower, you know? Yeah. I, I, I hear they're it, just man. gonna smoke the competition. Uh <laughs> we're going that route. All right. Um, yeah, that's what we think about the Calgary Flames. We'll give our uh predictions on who wins the division at the end. Uh moving on to what we think might be the most improved team in the division. We have the LA Kings. They added Kevin Fiala in the AF season. And they lost Dustin Brown and Troy Stetcher, um, a team loaded with young talent this year, uh, but also has a good balance of veteran presence. Uh, virtually the same exact team as last year, but they add Fiala. 
They lost to the Oilers in, I believe it was seven games last year in the first it round. Was. No, nobody saw that coming. Um, and then McJesus happened. Do you guys think the Flames can go farther this year than they did last year? You mean the Kings? The Kings, sorry, yes. Yes, I do. But it for me, it's really going to come down to who they draw in the first round. Like if it, if they draw like a team like the Flames or the Oilers, probably not. But if they end up drawing, I don't know, Anaheim or someone from the Central, they're pro. So let's assume Kings go wild card, right? Right. They're either getting Edmonton or Calgary or St. Louis or Colorado. Do you think that they could beat St. Louis? I would give them a chance, but I don't know about those other ones. That's tough. Yeah. I don't think they're there yet. Yeah. I don't think they're there yet. That top line is filthy. Top line is good. I don't know though. Like I here's the problem. Last year I didn't really believe in the Kings, and then they made the playoffs. And this year they're pretty much the same team, like you said, Harry. And I'm looking at them and I once again don't really believe in them. Like I there's too many just like unproven names still and I mean, yes, they've got a lot of guys that should be good. Arthur Kaliev, Quentin Byfield, Gabe Villardi. I follow. The D is what it comes down. The D yep. and the goaltending to me, I don't think. To me, last year with Quick and Peterson, they got a, a really solid pairing. But I feel like it might have been a little fluky. I'm not sure Quick has another good year in him. Cal Peterson isn't really, I've I've got a lot of Kings fans, friends out in LA, my sister's friends and some of my friends from when I lived out there and I've talked with them and, and they're telling me that Cal Peterson is not really supposed to be like anything. Like he kind of like is just there. And so they're, they're really relying on Jonathan quick to like have another good year. And if he doesn't, then they've got like Cal Peterson. Like, I, I don't know. I just don't think, the goaltending and then the, the defense, Mikey Anderson, Drew Doughty, decent, Bjornfoot and Matt Waugh, Alex Edler and Sean Dersey. Like, uh, doesn't inspire a lot of confidence. Yeah, that's my problem here. They remind me a lot of the Montreal Canadiens team that lost to the Lightning in the, uh, the bump was it not the bubble year, but the year after. They remind me of that. The like a team where you're like, it it kind of makes sense after you watch them. Like, okay, they're gritty. Like they got they play a full 200 foot game. They got the goalie who's like you thought was over, you know, past his prime, but he's yeah. not. They got the veteran defenseman at Dowdy, but Shea Weber that year. Yeah. They've this got is the, a good analogy. I yeah, like this. Yeah. They they remind me of the Habs the year they made the miracle run a little bit. I will say. A lot of these names on paper, you don't think like, oh, my God. Trevor Moore had a really good series against Edmonton. He played really well. I've talked about Blake Lazat probably more than I should have on this podcast. I think he's a great player. Deneau had a great year, too. Deneau had a great year. You know what you're going to get with Kopitar and put Fiala on that top line. I think the Kings might be like my go-to underdog bet this year, where when they're plus money, I'm, I'm on it. Or like at home or something. I yeah. kind of like that. The other thing that, that I'm thinking about is you, you look at it on paper and you're like, okay, it doesn't inspire a ton of confidence, but 
then you think about all the teams that they need to be better than in their division. They need to be better than the Kraken. They can probably handle that. They need to be better than the, the Sharks and like the Ducks. They might be able to handle that too. Like I don't. They're probably gonna be a team yeah. that at least bounces around that bubble bubble situation a little bit and is right there towards the end. Yeah, I, I agree. I get that. like weird two years ago New Jersey Devils vibes from this team. Well, that's what what they do two years ago. Nothing. Just like they've got like a random mishmash of like talent up front, unknown down below, so kind you, of guys that can move the puck on the back end, kind of guys that are a little bit older. I don't so know. You, that's just like the first thing I thought of when I looked at them. Very different comparison than me with a Cup final team, but yeah, I get what yeah, you're saying. I, yeah, I mean yours is a lot better. I'll, I'll admit. Well, that, I feel but... like that's their ceiling and their floor. Like that, they could be exactly like, as shitty as like exactly. a random Devils yeah. team. Or as good as like a deep, like they could be that defies all odds, knocking on the door for a playoff spot or sucking for Bedard. And I don't like. I wasn't bashing you when I said that. Like I no, I know. I don't don't know where they're going. And Mac, I don't know if you uh, remember this. Last year when we were doing our playoff bracket, you were like, "I might pick the Kings." I I, I do, I do remember that because I was in LA when we recorded the episode. Uh, That's right, and I was, I was getting the freaking Kings fever, and yeah, it it was, uh, yeah, something came over me there. Uh, I mean, I'm just shocked Alex Adler is still playing. I'm going to be honest, right? Can they be better than Vegas and Vancouver? That's that's my question. Vancouver, maybe. Vegas, maybe too. I don't know. I mean, we'll see. It's all. It depends on how that soap opera goes. Vancouver, <laughs> I say yeah. yes. Vegas, yeah. it's like a coin flip because it, it. Oh, it's not a coin flip. It's a it's a roll of the dice. Also, uh, if you're you still there. looking for a punny fantasy hockey name, Alex, I follow you into the dark. It's a good one. Wow. Oh, very... drop. Did you come up with that? Uh, no, my buddy texted, texted it to me today, and I was I was, I was going to say, that's very good. That's very good. good. Well, we will move on to the team who is rolling the dice, as Nick says this season, our favorites, the Vegas Golden Knights. This won't have okay. any bias in this analysis Before at all. we start, <laughs> oh, God. where do you stand on the Vegas Golden Knights? Because I feel like we got to get this out in the open now because all we've right, had yeah. conflicting reports. We do. I'm not trying to have you say one thing now and then halfway yeah. through the season be like, I kind of like the Knights. Though. So if okay. you're new here, Mac and I do not like the Vegas Golden Knights one bit. You hate them. Yeah. We hate them. I have been wishy-wash. I supported them because I'm a Penguins fan, flower out of the expansion, big, big fan. They get rid of him. They play this whole soap opera game where they're like getting rid of their whole roster. I don't like it. I think I said I'm on the fuck Vegas wagon like four months ago. And then recently I went to Vegas and I started seeing the Kessel jerseys. And I started seeing the Eichel jerseys, and I was like, mm, I like those two players a lot, especially Kessel. Hits home for me. And I was texting the guys, and I was like, I, I think I might like the Knights. I think I might like the Knights again. I think I'm back on. You got to decide one or the other. Uh, I think I'm, I'm deciding that I am back on the pro Vegas Golden Knights wagon. Okay, you get one flop for the season. Okay, I, yeah. that's fine. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm with you on that. So – the Vegas Golden Knights, who did they get rid of over the offseason? Uh, they lost Max Pacioretty for nothing. Um, Eddie <laughs> Dadanov, again, in case you didn't know for the first time, it was a fluke, and Dylan Coggin. Um, and then they added Phil Kessel recently in the offseason. I think the, 
<laughs> I'm laughing because someone wrote intervention on the notes. Um, so the biggest question mark going into this season, I feel like you could say this with every team except for maybe five in the NHL. Uh, Robin Lehner is confirmed out for the season. We know this now for a fact. There's been conflicting reports Not of Robin so Lehner. <laughs> Breaking yeah. news. He was He's spotted starting. on the ice for. <laughs> he was spotted yeah. on the ice during rookie camp. Yeah, it... our favorite segment. Where in the world is Robin Lehner? <laughs> for all the listeners, have you ever noticed when Robin Lehner injury news comes out, like somehow two weeks later he's fine? Well, that is not the case this time. It's like a soccer injury. It's like he's rolling on the ground, writhing in pain, and then the ball goes the other way, and he's just hauling ass down the field yeah. to get it. He is out for the season, so we Logan think. Thompson and Laurent Brassois will be the tandem leading the Golden Knights this year. All right. And then as unbiased as you can be to start, in in all seriousness, what do you think of this team? This is an absolute train wreck waiting to happen. There's I just no, – this screams no like – I don't even like, yes, I'm admitting there's a little bit of bias in here, but this just screams like locker room problems, goaltending problems, health problems, which I know you can't really control. I just feel like we're going to be at a point in the season when they've got like six guys called up and there's some defensive problems. I don't know. I just get that vibe. I agree. I think that's definitely it seems likely for whatever reason um but on paper like they should be really good honestly they should be very good like they to me second they, round playoff team no question yeah to me they have like a stacked lineup like if you if you just go on daily faceoff and look at like who should be probably playing for them on opening night it's good up front and on the back end in my opinion the only question mark is the goaltending like we said they do have like two certified backup goalies uh and one of them is gonna have to do something about that i don't know i mean brossois he's been around for a little bit trying to make a name for himself logan thompson's a little bit newer might have something to say might might be able to prove himself but it and we saw him a bit last year right yeah a little bit i i mean it's just that if i'm a vegas knights fan i'm not feeling good about that that's the one thing that's that's definitely eaten at me a bit. And the Nolan Patrick thing is huge. I think it's that a lot bigger sucks. than people really yes, like realize. No, and I, I feel huge. so bad for him. Like yeah. that's got to be the worst thing to deal with. For those who don't know, he's had some serious concussion issues throughout his career and they uh, have crept back up. Unfortunately, they don't think that he's going to play this year. So, um, you know, T's and P's obviously to uh, Nolan Patrick. No one wants to see that. That's uh not a not a good story there. Um, no, and for a guy that's so young too, and had a lot of promise. Talented man, yeah. yeah. Second overall pick back when he was drafted. So, um, you know, for me, this is the X factor. Goaltending, obviously, we know is a question. We haven't seen Wild Bill in inaugural season form since inaugural season. I want to see Wild Bill get back to his game. I think that's the guy who's going to really determine like how far this team goes. You know what you're going to get with Eichel and Stone. And that's a great point because, and it wasn't, yeah, he had an amazing year that year, but also Marcia So and Smith were just as good. I mean, they didn't have the same right. amount of numbers, but they were contributing along with him and they've sort of fallen off as well. Marcia show shoots the puck a ton. He's consistent with that. I like that about him. Riley Smith is a great two-way guy. I, I love Riley Smith. I think he's a perfect second liner on any team. It's that wild – it's wild Bill, William Carlson. When he gets going, they all get going. I think he's the X factor for this team. 
I agree. I also do think it's pretty cool that they they still have that one like yeah. line mm-hmm. of guys that that's never moved. The OG spot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Jack Eichel has never made the playoffs. That's nuts. He's never. He's been in the league since 2015. We're in the year 20. We're, this season will end in 2023. That's nine. What? Oh. No, eight. Oh. Eight years ago, you're asking that me. Point? No playoff stats. That sucks. I. How can you not root for the Knights to just go is, a little? Is it bad that likely his first like professional playoff hockey experience will be the World Cup of Hockey and not the NHL? Oh my god. <laughs> um, I I think Vegas will make the playoffs. Um, do you guys agree? I don't know, man. I don't it's, see it. You don't think? You think it's, they cannot? So you think the Canucks will knock them, knock them off? I think like, I don't know why. I just have a weird feeling that like one of the teams from the Central is going to steal a wild card spot. Like I have, I have a feeling that Minnesota would take the spot that Vegas was in line for. I was going to say the Central feels better than the Pacific in in, in terms of like depth there. Although I just... politely disagree. I think they're a <laughs> lot more similar than I originally thought. Now looking at these. So, and I'm doing math in my brain, right? So you get the top three teams from each division and you get two wild cards. So let's call the Central St. Louis, Nashville slash Minnesota and Colorado. And then here you get, let's say LA, Calgary and Edmonton. So Vegas has to outduel like Vancouver, some combination of like Dallas, Nashville, Minnesota, like quack, quack, maybe. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. I don't know. With the Sharks wearing all teal, they might win all 82 oh, games. Oh, man. That's, that's accurate. I'm I mean, not a big fan of ditching black helmets. Those jerseys look fucking sick. Yeah. So you guys don't think Vegas can outbeat no, you know those teams? More, the more I think about it, I actually do think that they are going to be a playoff team. But it's they're going to need one of those goalies to like be the guy. I don't think they're going to make it there doing the, the classic Washington capitals thing where like they each play 41 games and you get to the end of the 82 and you're still like, who the fuck is. <laughs> yeah, that was so much fun. Let's do that again. Um, I'm, I'm still going to say no. I think they miss it by like, okay. Anywhere like between it. three to five points. You know what? Nick's probably going to end up being right. I'm going to say they're going to make it. Um, but I have a feeling Nick's going to end up being right. All right. We are moving on to the next team. Uh, Bruce Boudreaux's Vancouver Canucks. So who did the Vancouver Canucks add over the off season? They added Ilya Mikhail for a fat contract. Uh, Curtis Lazar, Andre Kuzmenko, KHL prodigy for those who don't know, uh, Dakota Joshua and Colin Asilia, Aslia. Sorry. Bless you. Um, yeah, thank you. Uh, subtractions. Yaro Halak, no shock. He's gone. Max favorite player behind uh, Carell, whatever, uh, Alex Chieson, and Brandon Sutter. So I heard Chieson um, got a PTO with somebody. I forget. He did. Calgary or something like Who that. I think so. I, I don't know. It was some, some team out west, right? Calgary. No, it's not them. I don't know. Either way. Really, so the Canucks, they had a horrible, horrible, horrible start to the year last year. Uh, and then Bruce Boudreaux came on board, and they caught some fire. And low key almost made the playoffs. Yeah, somehow miraculously almost made the playoffs. So my question to you guys is can they keep the Bruce Magic going this season? I think it's worth noting that we saw 
a little bit of a down year for Elias Patterson compared to some of his previous campaigns. I think he's going to have to have a big bounce back year. I do like the Travis Dermott thing for them on the back end. Third pair D guy. I always liked him when he was in uh, Toronto. I thought he added a nice little kind of steady Eddie, but could jump up and add a punch uh, when he needed to. I have no idea what this team is going to do. Throw them in there with the wild, the predators, the blues, like we were talking (laughs) about the stars. Like it could go one of seven different ways for me, (laughs) but on paper, that first line is great. I have some questions about the second line. I like the fourth line a lot. Yeah. I don't I don't think that this team is going to be any good. I don't think Ooh. that they will. But but the oddly enough, the only thing that's actually making me question that is Bruce. Like I he doesn't coach bad teams. He really doesn't. Like he doesn't coach just like straight up dog shit teams. He's really good at taking bad teams and getting them to the playoffs. He's really good at making bad teams believe in themselves to at least work really hard all year and like come close. DC, Anaheim, Minnesota, these guys. Yeah. So like I have a hard time believing that these guys are going to be bad, but I'm not going to lie. When I look at it on paper, I don't think that they should be that good, but their D is solid. And I mean, if Thatcher Demko can have another good year, they could be good. I don't know who Spencer Martin is. I was going to ask you guys, what is Thatcher Demko? I see top 10. I see people say he should be traded. Like, I see all sorts of shit. What we saw in the playoffs during that run, what was it, 19? Yeah. Yeah, or 20. Yeah, he was solid. Um, That's some of the best goaltending I've ever seen in the postseason. I mean, he flat out outplayed the St. Louis Blues, their entire team. Um, so I think we know what that guy's ceiling is. He can obviously bring it in big games, but Harry, I'm going to have to agree with you. It's like, we just don't know right now. Well, let's look at the D. Can they help him out? We got Quinn Hughes, Luke Shen, OEL, Oliver Ekman Larson, Tyler, Tyler Myers, Travis Dermott, Tucker Pullman. I think they can help him. I like the D. I like the D a lot more than the offense, to be honest. I agree. Um, you know, you know what you're getting. Quinn Hughes, he's going to have the puck on his stick the whole game. OEL. Chen, you just a, need shutdown from. That's what you need. Yeah, he didn't have a great season last year. I mean, it wasn't horrible, but it wasn't like what we saw in Arizona. And he was also a bit. health bombed a lot, right? Yeah, I think he had some injuries in there. I don't know what this team is. Like, do Again, I have to ask myself, they're a wild card team if they make the playoffs. Are they going to outbeat the Wild, the Predators, the Golden Knights, the LA Kings, these teams that we've been talking about for this episode and last episode? I, I just don't think they can, but I think they're so capable. They've got so many forwards that like could score seven goals or could score like 21 goals. This team has a weird history of calling guys up and have them have a ton of offensive production right away. It's just a weird random association that I feel like I get with them. Pod Colson, Dickinson, Mikheyev, Hoglander. Hoglander. These are all guys that could have literally like five goals at the end of the year or like 25. And neither one would really surprise me that much. This team, like their their weekly games are going to go like a three- ticket scratch off thing it's going to be like scratch one off win five one scratch Honestly, one off lose seven to four scratch yeah. one off overtime loss two to one love that that's so accurate 
I don't know what the fuck to take of this team. And in terms of betting, like I, I like the D, and I think they can help keep the puck out of the net. I don't know how much they're going to score. There's not going to be any pattern with this, this team. A big under team, maybe. So like maybe at home, if they're playing an Eastern team, load up on the money line. I yeah, I I don't know what to think. I I'm going to say the Vancouver Canucks are not a playoff team. Agreed. Okay, all three consensus. Um. All right. Well, we're going to move on to the Seattle Kraken. Who did they add over the offseason? They added Andre Burakoski, Oliver Bjorkstrand, Justin Schultz, Shane Wright in the draft, falling to fourth overall, and Martin Jones. Not sure if that's a smart one. Uh, and then subtractions. Uh, Daniel Sprong is allegedly on a PTO with them, if I'm understanding this correctly. He is. Uh, Callie Yonkrook and Victor Rask all left. All right, so they had their inaugural season. Oh, Mac, you go before I preview it. Can I say something mean? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> this team feels like a team that has all their superstars playing at the Olympics right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, like literally look at the lineup and you're like, oh no, but it's just going to be like this for like two weeks because they have like three really good guys that are like at the Olympics right now, right? It's a good way to put it. And you're like, no, their best player is Andre Burakovsky. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. So when you look at this team, I think there's two names that really stand out. You got the sexy name in Shane Wright who we're not sure if he's going to make the team out of camp or not. We're recording this before training camp is officially started. Uh, and you got Matty Berniers. Uh, he showed flashes of excellence last year. He looked good. Those are the two guys that everybody's going to keep their eye on. Fantasy sleeper. I have not played fantasy the last couple of seasons. I'm playing this year. This is a guy that you want to get late rounds, depending how many guys are in your league, et cetera. Jared McCann is a hell of a hockey player. I've seen it firsthand in Pittsburgh. I saw it last year with Seattle. I would expect him. He's a 20 goal guy. I don't care what team he's on. I think he can be a 20 goal guy, maybe a 45 to 50 point guy. He's a solid player. I really like him. Other than that, I mean, it's just the rookie watch, in my opinion, with this team. Pretty much. I mean, they have Benier slotted as the top center. I don't know how long that will hold up for or if we'll ever see that. That's going to be up to him. Uh, and then I think you bring up a great point about Shane Wright. You know, I would assume because they're a new team, they'd give him like what the Ducks did with McTavish last year, give him the nine games and then maybe send him back to junior or something. But mm -hmm. I don't know. We'll have Here, to see. Here's another thing I'll say about how this team's looking right now or how they could look. They look a little more like what I feel like everyone thought they would look like for their first year like this to me looks like vgk year one like the big island of misfit toys there's a bunch of individual players that like have decent resumes like burakovsky two-time cup champ jane schwartz won it right with the blues and he's and he's got a bit of a name for himself yanni gord has won it they've got some good players on their team but it is kind of a bunch of like, you know, you've got Don school, you've got Everly Bjorkstrand, you've got a, like Wenberg, you've got a bunch of these guys that have kind of not quite 
reached their potential and maybe they've got a little chip on their shoulder now. So like there, there is a little bit of danger in my opinion where like these guys could be that team that bands together and they're like, why not us? You know, like that type of mentality. Yeah. Mighty ducks mentality. I'm looking at this decor. You got Vince Dunn and Adam Larson on the top pair and then Alexiak and Schultz on the second. Don't really mind that at all. And then you got uh, Max okay. boy, Carson Susie on the third. I like the Justin Schultz pickup a lot. Um, here's one name that I'm going to ask you guys about. Burakoski. I mean, he lit it up in Colorado after leaving the Caps. Now he's going to get real big boy minutes. What do you think he's capable of doing with Matty Berniers on his line? So you know how Evan Rodriguez is really, really good when he's playing with really good people? Mm-hmm. Same thing here. Yeah. You really think you – like, obviously I'm not – I didn't watch him as much as you guys. He just looks like – Erod's kind of a grinder per se. Burakoski can straight up fly. Yeah, when he gets up and running, and uh, right here is where it matters. When he's dialed in up top, total confidence guy. I mean, However, I think as he gets older, hopefully a lot of that is like more behind him. I think that's a younger player trait in most cases, where it's like you have a hard time believing in yourself early on. The guy's got two Stanley Cups. He's got nothing to like lose at this point like he and 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 he knows he's one of the best players on this team now so like yeah just go out there and do your thing dude like here's another i actually think he's gonna have a very good year with seattle here's another name i'll throw out i mean mac i alluded to it and you kind of raised your eyebrows you're like oh yeah like daniel sprung's on a pto another guy who's just what do you think like if he got hot this would be so big for the team i I I want him to make the team really badly this guy i think this would be the perfect team for him to play for this year because it is the island of misfit toys like i was just saying and i think he could really actually find like a like a niche for himself he's never been able to find his own role on a team he's always just been fighting for minutes and like having like three really good games in a row and then like five bad ones. And like, like it's just, it's always been one step forward, two steps back for this guy. And you got to feel for him, especially as a Caps fan. He's a sniper. He's, he's got a lot of upside to him. He's just got to find his game. Uh, and he, I don't know who's the, who's the Seattle coach. Isn't it? Um, uh, Hackstall, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Uh, I don't know enough about his system or how he's maybe would fit in. He coached the Flyers, so it can't you would be that great. you would think that second line of Schwartz, Wenberg, and Eberly would fit right into that system. Yeah, yeah but I'm thinking of Sprong, and I'm like, eh, that seems like it's yeah. too, too hard ass for him, probably. But I don't know. We'll see. I, I mean, like it, I, make it. it could be something like on the Caps when he was on the second line and he's scoring like crazy for you know a month, and it could stick. I'll never forget the Caps highlight where he's on two on one with Ovi and he and didn't doesn't pass. pass. It to and then instead he just freaking sniped like Bard out. A hell of a shot. Starts, man. Hell of a shot. Cracking up, just yeah. like laughing his ass off. So I would say that it sounds like all of us are agreeing they're probably not a playoff team. But what I will ask you is dangerous. Do you think that they're in Bedard conversation? I think. It would be really cool if they were, but I think they're just going to kind of be too good enough on their own to not be. Like, I think think there's going to be other teams out there that are much, much worse. I think the Kraken will take a significant step forward this year from last year, but not make the playoffs unless something catastrophic happens where like other teams are like so injured and like struggling so hard and they just walk right in. But no, I, I think they could play spoiler and I think they can like, build on this year a lot but i don't think they'll be a playoff team 
Well, we will move on to the next team out west, the San Jose Sharks. Uh, they added Matthew Benning, Luke Coonan, Oscar Limbaum, Nico Sturm, William Eklund, and Thomas Bedreau. And then they subtracted Brent Burns, who went to the Carolina Hurricanes, John Leonard, and Nicholas Malosh. Uh, they're definitely going through a rebuild. I think that's pretty obvious at this point. The new jerseys are absolutely fresh. If you haven't seen those, go those Google white them. ones. Oh, baby. Yeah, I'm a big fan of that. We're, we're Jersey guys in this podcast. So what I will ask you guys, I don't really know like what this team is trying to do in terms of like, how much do you want to blow it up? Are they trying like, all right, I know what I'm going to ask. Are they Bedard team? Same question. I, and I'm saying this, if you're watching on YouTube, you see this. If you're not, I'm wearing a San Jose Sharks hat right now. It's one of my favorite hats. I actually have a, a huge soft spot for the San Jose Sharks. Love this team. Of course. Um, I fully expect this to be one of the worst teams in the National Hockey League this year. Yeah. I think I could see they it. look like they are going to be horrible. They don't look good. No, it does not look good. This, in a weird way, Mac, you know how you were saying like uh, the t- uh, the team prior to this looked like a team that had all their best players at the Olympics? Yeah. This looks <laughs> like a like auto-drafted expansion team in NHL 15. Yeah, that, where they're like, you can figure it out, right? With like these yeah. guys that you've never heard of. Or yeah. like when you get so good in franchise mode that like your <laughs> AHL team has like NHL players that are like, Stat point 78 through 83. Or you've been playing NHL franchise mode for like 15 years. And <laughs> yeah. like all the guys you're in the year, like 2045. And yeah. literally like all the dudes are like people that don't even exist. So <laughs> right. The game had to create like Luke Johnson. Or exactly. Some shit like that. It's like, okay. Yeah. Uh, the defense core. Let's talk about this for a second. Uh, Mario Ferraro and Eric Carlson up top on pair one. Radam Simek. <laughs> <laughs> Radam Simlik and then Pickles, Mark Edward Vlasic on the second pair, and then Marcus Nunavara and Matt Benning on the third. That does not inspire any confidence in me whatsoever. Nothing that I've seen out of Eric Carlson in the last three to four years inspires confidence whatsoever. It's just not there. I don't, I like it sucks because the dude was probably the best offensive defenseman in the NHL for a while. Uh, uh, he was just... Makar before Makar. Like, there was, I mean, Mac, do you remember the trade deadline where it's like the caps were like 15 minutes away for putting a deal together to get him? Yeah, I do. That was terrifying. So do, you, do not, I repeat, do not draft anybody from the San Jose no, Sharks on no, your no, fantasy no, 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 team no, no, no. unless they play forward. And Team Timo Meyer is a great fantasy you player. Get Meyer or Hurdle, maybe like Couture or the banker. Don't do not draft a defenseman or a goaltender from the San Jose Sharks. What I had, um, was it you or me or both of us last year had Reimer at one point? I probably had him for like a week or two. I'm that guy who's like, I need a goaltender to win a game for me and get like 15 free points. And yeah. like, I probably picked him up when he was playing. Like, you are a goalie pickup too. king. Yeah, I'm shocked that Vlasic's still playing. And now that they've gotten Dang. rid of Burns. They got to find a way to get rid of Carlson. Um, and I, I'm not fully convinced that if Carlson gets moved, he can't be a solid, like, second pairing option for, like, a decent team, like what a middle-of-the-pack team. What McDonough did for the Bolts. Yeah, I totally right. agree. Or, I, and think, I, I think the same thing works for Burns. I actually think he will be a, a force on Carolina. I think he will be a threat on that team. So you know, where does he go at the deadline, the Knights or the Bolts? 
<laughs> are you talking about Eric yeah. Carlson? Oh, he's got a hefty fucking price tag, dude. What's he making? Like 11 mil? He's like the fourth highest paid player dude, in the league. Just, this season. Those the contracts. Knights, the Knights love finding ways to fit more expensive guys on their team. <laughs> and they also like signing guys that are named Carlson. So True. they'll probably find a way. You know what I was going to say is a team that I would really like to see him on because I think he'd mesh well. Um, they can't afford him, but the LA Kings, I think he'd be a great second pairing guy there with Dowdy in front leading the minutes. And then you got a one, two punch with Carlson on the second pair. I was going to say Detroit. Everyone's going to say Detroit. Can, yeah. Cause Detroit's the new, like uh, what I'm trying to think of what team they are now. They're like the Buffalo bills of like the two years ago, Buffalo bills. Not they're now. about to be the red wings again. Yeah. yeah. I like, can't wait. It's like the young team that, you know, they're yeah. the Rangers. I say that and then cut to me like six years from now. And I'm like, well, the red wings have won a fourth straight. <laughs> exactly. <Cup>. Again. <laughs> yeah. I take back the bills comparison. They're the new New York Rangers. Everybody knows they're going to be good. It's all these prospects, the GM, blah, blah, blah. We get it. Like not as much talent. I would say on paper, I think they're just making a lot of the right moves too. I'd say, I'd say maybe not this season, but by next season, people are going to be like, okay, let's True. start talking second, third round. All like, right, let's get back to the West. <laughs> let's get back to the West. They uh, used to be in the West. Sharks that's true, that's are true. in, but sounds like sharks are in Bedard conversation. According to Mac, I would probably put them in there too. They've never, I, really, I would they say so. So, bad. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to move on to the last team in the Pacific division, the Anaheim ducks. They added in the off season, uh, basically the New York Rangers, uh, Ryan Strom, Frank Vetrano, both coming from the Rangers, John Klingberg, Colin white. And then we saw glimpses of Mason McTavish last year, but I would probably expect him to be a full-time roster player this season, given how well he played in the world juniors. Yeah. They lost Sonny Milano, Ryan Getzlaff, and but he's, Sam Steele. He's back on a PTO apparently, right? Who? Milano. Um, I, is it the ducks that he went? On I a thought PTO so. With? Maybe I could I be know. wrong, but don't know. I know Milano makes great cookies. Um, all right. So anyways, notes, uh, this wow. team caught fire. What you like that? That was yeah, good. That was okay. Thank you. All yeah. right. They really are the best cookies, though. I haven't had one in a minute. Little coffee in there. Ooh. Yeah, it's Italian talking. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. I'm an asshole. Yeah. Wait a minute. Um, <laughs> this team was hot at the start of last year. They played lights out in November, and then right around the Christmas break, they kind of started to tail off, and it was like, ah, shit. But me and Mac were big on the quack quack movement, especially for our bank accounts. Um, I don't want to say the Pacific's weak. They're not the Metro and they're not the Atlantic, I would say, but no. in a weaker division, can they squeak in as a wild card team this yes. season? Okay. So let's talk about it. Max, not as sold. Nick is, Nick is looking like he's pretty confident. So Nick, why don't you explain yourself? I'm going with nothing other than fun hockey team vibes here. I think they're going to be fun. I think they're going to be the exciting team that I stay up to watch on the West Coast like the Nick, Oilers were a couple years ago. Nick, you can't have a fun hockey team that has terrible hockey jerseys. Yeah, oh, Fuck, you're right. Um, yeah, these are some of the worst uniforms in all of professional sports. I, I've always been a big Troy Terry guy, always been a big Zegers guy. I love the Ryan Strom as a second line center thing. I think it's finally stability for this team. That's great. Bottom six is a little concerning. Uh, hopefully Silverberg can stay healthy. I think that'll help the third line a lot. Love the Fowler-Drysdale pairing up top on defense. I think that's absolutely fantastic. And then I guess the question comes down to Gibson's consistency. 
or their defense. Don't forget, you got Anthony Solar System as a backup goalie. <laughs> I don't know if it's as much Gibson as it is like the help he gets. Like I can't really tell. I think if and I, I mean, see what you're saying. Like that third know. pair definitely raises some questions, but so here's my here's my Vaca nine in. Like, come on, dude. Here's my thing. You know, I'm thinking they, like Klingberg will be good for him, though. I don't know. I, I just I, I get that. Will. I think he will. I feel like he'll be a big quack quack guy. No disrespect to Getzlaff because he was still like competitive, but I really like that second line now. That that Strom McTavish Vetrano Vetrano looked unbelievable in the playoffs for the Rangers. I think he's more than capable of, you know, putting up 20 to 25 goals. Strom, I think he's going to have a chance to shine. I think he's on a young, fun team, and that's going to help him. And then McTavish, I mean, he's a stud. We know exactly what he can do. Um, you know, you talk about some of the best world junior players in the last 5, 10, 15 years. Zegers I mean, McTavish. Yeah. For Canada, you would think Taylor Hall, Braden Shen, McTavish, and then – yeah. I mean, he's uh, right up there. Soon to those. be Bedard, but yeah. And Zegers, arguably the best American performance ever when he was there. So, you know, what's – everyone knows Zegers is like the chill, like surfer, cover boy who does the Michigan. Like, can he put up like 80 fucking points? Like, that's what I want to know. I don't know if we're at 80 points yet. I think we're going to see him take a big step forward here <laughs> in terms of just like textbook center play, if that makes sense. Maybe two-way play. Um, yeah. so hopefully that's what I'm looking to see looking for a big year out of Max Jones too. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm with that. Mac, what do you think? You're not as sold on this team as I, I think Nick is. And I can't tell what I am. There, my problem is like, I'm, I'm trying to think back to our central episode and I'm like, there's too many shit teams in both of these divisions. That's just someone's going to have to make like, it. It's just going to be an all out like shit fest where it's like, <laughs> You gotta like out shit the shitty teams and like then whoever whoever makes it just like it's gonna be one of those things where it's whoever ends up in that spot with zero games left in the season is just like, oh hey, look at that. I made the playoffs. Here's what I'll say. I like I like the Klingberg acquisition, and here's why. You got Drysdale, he's the young, exciting defenseman. He's gonna be a stud. You put him with Flower or Fowler, it kind of stabilizes things. You got Vac. Help me, Nick. I can't remember how to pronounce his name. <laughs> Vacaninen. You got Vacaninen with Klingberg on the second ho. unit. It's not awful. Would you call and me? Li- yeah. You are ho. <laughs> I like the third pairing, which maybe isn't the hottest or maybe isn't the best take, but Shattenkirk and Kulikov. You got two veteran D guys. You know exactly what you're going to get. No question marks. I don't think they're a playoff team, but I think that they're capable of. They could very well easily come like third and I'm like, okay, because Gibson gets hot and the young guys come to play. And and I think that's kind of the selling point for me is like compared to some of these other teams that are like on the edge. Like if we had the Olympics tomorrow, would you say that the American goalie tandem would be hella buck one Gibson too? Probably. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Here's another bad comparison where we're crossing <laughs> sports. Mac, you'll like this. They kind of remind me of the Orioles. Wow. Uh like a little bit, right? You got like Rutschman and Henderson as like the Zegris and McTavish. Um, and then I don't know, maybe you, like you see what I'm doing here? Like they're I young, guess. no one thinks anything, but then they maybe kind of flash in the pan yeah. and lose to the Detroit Tigers two games in a row and blow their fucking playoff <laughs> yeah. chances. Yeah, literally. Fuck. Fuck. 
Um, and then win five nothing when the Tampa Bay Rays beat the Astros for the first point. time forever. Right. Yeah, Doesn't I love that. Matter. Yeah, proving um, my point that the Rays are the most annoying baseball team ever. Yeah. No, I the problem here is I'm I'm looking at this team and I think that I feel like I'm thinking about like the Vancouver Canucks and what we said about them and I'm just like I feel like Bruce Boudreaux is gonna like out coach yeah. the Ducks and like shit like that. You know what I mean? Like the, he's just yeah. I feel like the Ducks are just not gonna be able to get it done. Yeah, I, I get that. I get that. I would say they're probably not a playoff team. And to be honest, I don't know if I would even say they're fringe. They're not Bedard talk. Like, I guess what? There's 32 teams in the league. I'd say the Ducks are like in that 20 to 24 spot at the end of the year, somewhere in that range. Do we all think that the Kings are the best California team this year? Yes. And we all believe like it's, it seems pretty clear that it's Kings, Ducks, Sharks, and that they're all pretty like, set yeah. in stone in like their top tier mid-tier bottom tier this year i agree but i think the ducks are a lot closer to the thing like to the kings than you guys do no you're probably right you're probably right yeah here's pro- here's another yeah. point like look at this first power play comtois strom terry klingberg zegris and i wouldn't be surprised if mctavish replaces comtois on that yeah i also keep forgetting terry had what 40 goals last year I mean, he yeah, had a huge year. Yeah. I, I like the Ducks. I'm I, honestly fun team. Root for them. Nothing against them. They're young. They're they're cool. Um, they're a California team. It's it's it makes all the sense. But I don't know. I just I'm with Mac. I say they sneak in. I think it's going to be a violent. I don't know why. Oh, no. I get I it. That. I just have that vibe about it. I'll ride. Let's with go. The Ducks. No, Be- wear that shit, dude. We yeah. need some contract. We need some dis. Uh, what's the word? disagreements on uh, teams i'm pissed so i have troy terry's rookie jersey while we're talking about jerseys because this is obviously important i used to have a paul Correa white ccm and like mighty ducks which in my opinion is the best jersey ever created in sports and like it just got trashed in college oh i think the day i met you you were you were wearing that by the way probably Weird, weird fact um i was like oh that's a cool jersey and here we are what 10 years later i was like what (laughs) (laughs) yeah um anyways uh so we look at the pacific as a whole i would like you guys to rank the top four awesome go with top four in this division yeah and nick i'm gonna point at you to kick it off flames one oilers two Kings three, probably Knights four. Okay. I like that. I was going to say Flames one, Oilers two, Knights find a way to get the third spot, Kings four. Okay. I will go Oilers one, Flames two. Um, I guess I'll go. Actually, you know what? I'm going to get spicy with it. I'm going to go Oilers one, Kings two, Flames Whoa. three. Yeah. And then um, fourth, VGK. Can I, yeah, I guess I'll go Vegas. But I think fifth, Ducks could be fifth. Fifth, I Ducks fully, I fully expect like the Ducks and the Nucks to to duke it out a little bit and at least try and like push to be a bubble team. Mm-hmm. I feel like the Sharks and the Kraken are the bottom feeders. Yeah, and, and I, another like thing to think about is all these crappy teams from the West between the Central and the Pacific are going to play each other a lot. Yeah. 
so I think we all said at the start, plus 375 for the Kings is probably the best value. Do you see any world where that plus 385 for Vegas is something that you can rationalize or no? I wouldn't bet them just because in the same sense that I have fun vibes about the Ducks and them making the playoffs and everything, I have implosion vibes about the Knights. <laughs> Unfun vibes. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I th- I, I'll say a couple more things about the odds now that we've dissected all the divisions. Number one, I think it's extremely disrespectful that the Ducks and the Sharks have the same odds to win the... Definitely. I agree. Uh, I agree. Number two, <clears throat> I don't think it would be smart to take Vegas at plus 385 because do I think they could win the division? Maybe, but I think those odds will actually go even higher into your favor at some point this season. I think you should Mm -hmm. wait that out. I think you could easily... They should be a lot closer to Canucks odds territory. Yes, I totally agree. Um, Then, I mean, Flames 250 is decent, but also I feel like all of these, you'll be able to get them at higher numbers at some point in the season. Just wait it out a little bit. I'm not tempted by any of these numbers, to be honest. What I will say is the Oilers the past two to three seasons are notorious for coming out of the gate absolutely humming hot. I mean, they... And Flames, polar opposite. Exactly. I would anticipate after October's over and leaking into November, maybe by Thanksgiving, the Oilers have like an eight to 10 point cushion and they're at plus 150. And you can get the Flames maybe at plus 320, plus 350. McDavid dominates October. And to be fair, like some of my favorite times of year to make these futures picks are around like Christmas, New Year's. Yeah. 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 Because you pretty good turnaround. Last thing I'll say about this. And you guys tell me if you agree or disagree. I cannot believe the Kraken have better odds to win than the Ducks. I that doesn't make yeah, sense to me. That's insane. Yeah. I mean, am I crazy? And it's not like it's close. I mean, it's five thousand versus. If anything, they should have the same odds. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Anyways, all right. Um, I think we have covered this enough. So that's our thoughts for the Pacific Division. Um, appreciate you all listening. Again, we're record recording this part of the episode on September 21st. So if anything big happens, don't blame us. Um, This will probably drop a week from now when you guys are listening. Any final thoughts? Yeah. October 13th. If you live in Baltimore or DC, I better see your face. I better see your beautiful face at don't know tavern on light street and federal Hill in Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be in hometown of Baltimore for once for one of these parties. And I want to see you there. I already texted a bunch of people about it today. Uh, I'm sure we're going to be posting about it over the next couple of weeks, but it's going to be a blast. We're going to watch the cap score six goals against Yulia Samsonov. Bring your leaf blower. Yep. Bring in my leaf jersey. Is that a problem? Or <laughs> I, got my Ma- I got my Matthew St. Pat's. Is that nice. fun? Yeah, you should you. wear that. You I should. Of course I'm going to wear it. Yeah. I'll be I'll be betting the Leafs. No doubt. The Leafs at home for the home opener I, with a goalie against what, his old what team. What could go wrong? When they played the night before against, who is it, the Bruins? How much you want to bet they, like, intentionally don't start Samsonov against the Caps because it'll Probably. be too much for him. Yeah. Uh, that would suck. And then it's Matt Murray, and that's a whole separate ball of wax. So... <laughs> I don't They're know. Gonna start Sammy on opening night just so they can be like, yeah, he deserved the start on opening night. But deep down, right. it's going to be because they were like, uh, he was stressed the fuck out about <laughs> facing Ovechkin. 
I echo what Max says, though. We would love to see all of you guys that don't know Tavern in Baltimore on October 13th. That's a Thursday night. Caps versus Leafs. Rick Rally, if you're listening, I'd love for you to fly down. I think he just responded to us on Twitter when I said that. Anyways. Um, How about thank- if Rick flies down, he can do stand-up between periods? I, I think that'd be fine. Deal. I'm with it. Yeah. Uh, um, thank you everybody for listening. We appreciate the love and support as always. And without further ado, class dismissed. <laughs> <laughs>